welcome to the Women of Fintech podcast series. We are here today to celebrate the wins, raise awareness of the challenges and walk the talk for change across the entire financial technology industry. Today we are joined by Gunai Aksoy, a Director of Solutions at Axoni. Axoni is a New York-based technology firm building the next generation of capital markets technology. Axoni's solutions are used by the world's leading banks, asset managers, hedge funds and infrastructure providers. She is a highly effective implementation expert with an extensive background in leading high-impact technology-based partnerships through strategic leadership and direction. She is passionate about women's empowerment and is here today to tell us more. Gunai, welcome. It's so good to have you here with us. Thank you so much, Nadia. It's an honor to be here and you're doing great work building a community and fintech focusing on diversity and inclusion. So it's an honor to be here. Thanks for having me. Oh, thank you. I really appreciate you saying that. It would be brilliant if you could open up by telling us about your role at Axoni and what it entails. Of course. Great. As a director of solutions at Axoni, I manage one of our client engagements. This entails looking at the end-to-end oversight of the platform, covers client-facing responsibilities such as relationship management and an executive and leadership level. We respond to the client needs, delivering on our commitments to them, focusing on the future build and ongoing support of the platform, and ensure that our deliverables always surpass their expectations. I also am responsible for the project management, which includes all of our milestones that we committed to internally, as well as client facing. I'm responsible for the project budget and the forecast as well, working closely with our finance team. And I work with our leadership team on building out any future opportunities related to this platform and the project. I basically see myself as a lead who removes blockers for our team and I'm available for check-ins for all of our team members as well, because I'm a firm believer that everyone in the team is responsible for the success and we have to keep an open door and offer opportunity for everyone for feedback and continuous improvement. So that's what I do in a nutshell. That really resonates with me that everybody is responsible for the success. That feels and sounds just so empowering, just, you know, how you've explained that and how you've, you've brought in that, that conversation with your people. Tell me a bit more about the client side of things and what you do to go above and beyond for your clients. That's a great question. I pay attention to knowing my customer and their needs really well. This helps me predict and plan for a solution, and the approach applies to everything from routine daily interactions to building out a long-term strategic solution. Another aspect is over-communication. In a world of non-stop Zoom calls and endless Slack messages, some key messages can get missed, so I believe you have to update the client frequently and via different channels to keep an ongoing dialogue. Additionally, I believe establishing an open communication channel so your client knows you're available, listening, and responding to their needs at all times. One distinct experience with my current client is that I work with a like-minded woman who is also very supportive of hiring, elevating, and being a mentor for women in fintech. We support each other and the women in our organizations so we can be effective champions for them. 
it's really powerful just your whole attitude to dealing with people strong communication and the foresight i wanted you to share a little bit about about yourself really and how you've got to this point in your career journey because the journey itself is a fascinating one and it'd be brilliant if you could share that with us I started my career in finance in um, Canadian banks after finishing a degree in industrial engineering. I always had an interest in financial services, so it was a natural switch for me. And I got to learn some foundational skills working in operations, product control, and business analysis and technology earlier on in my career working for some of the Canadian banks. But I wanted to gain a better understanding of the financial system. So applied for business school and moved to New York to do my MBA at NYU Stern. Shout out to my Stern crew. I built some great relationships and friendships there. And I'm still in touch with many of my classmates who have become some close friends. Once I finished my degree at Stern, I started working in one of the major U.S. banks and built a, a great career in finance over the course of 10 years there. I know it's a long time to work in one company, but I had great experiences working in commodities, working as a business manager for the treasurer of the investment bank, and then working in finance for corporate and investment bank implementation of the Basel III capital rules. My last role at that firm was in product development in a global clearing business with a focus on North America regulatory change. Now, after those years in a bank, I decided to take a pretty big risk from an established position as an executive director at a bank to move to a fintech company. I brought all of the experiences that I built there, and it's been a huge learning experience for me to move into a fintech company. And I'm thankful for all the team members that I've met along the way who've made this transition so seamless and easy. Now, two and a half years into Axani, I'm still learning every day and I feel like I'm growing every day as I took on this challenge. I'm so grateful that I trusted myself to be able to do that. I always say growth happens at the edge of your comfort zone and this is definitely an example of that. And yeah, what a wonderful way of putting it because growth definitely happens, you know, when you're at the edge of your comfort zone. I feel like that edge of your comfort zone has been really, you know, de defining throughout your career journey. And I know you say you have a knack for challenging what you've been told you can't do by just going and doing it. So I wanted you to share some of that with us also. Yes, there are many examples of that, but one story that I tend to remember that's a defining moment there is a situation when I first moved to Canada from Turkey. I was 16 years old and I was in grade 12 at the time. And I was told by one of the guidance counselors that I couldn't attend university as I didn't have grade 12 English in a Canadian school. Well, I just immigrated from Turkey, didn't really know the education system in Canada and wasn't really given any options. But I did some research and I found out that I could actually take English at night school. So that's what I did. So imagine being in a new country at the age of 17, fighting basically for your right to education. Obviously, it was really challenging, but I accomplished it. And it was when it was time to apply to universities, it felt so sweet when I got in all the engineering schools I applied to. Obviously, I didn't know this at the time, but I used that experience to fuel me to go after what I wanted. It can be a great tool when used in the right circumstances, I'd say. 
Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And I, I feel like this entire podcast has just been filled with some just brilliant accomplishments that you've that you've been able to achieve despite challenges that you've, you've been up against. I wanted to ask, what would you say has been your proudest accomplishment? Another great question, Nadia. I could easily focus on my career for this question, um, but I always find myself talking about the charitable project that I founded in 2015 for young women from Turkey who are economically disadvantaged. The name of the project is Educate Program, and this became a critical new chapter in my life. It's a one-month immersive program in New York or London for four or five women in undergraduate degrees, and it helps them broaden their horizons. This program offers English education, one-on-one mentorship, company visits, and sightseeing with local volunteers. We have 22 women who participated in this program over the past five years. We had to take a break during the pandemic, as you can understand, and we're restarting it actually. So five women will be heading to London in the next few weeks. So I'm really excited about that. And the idea for this project came about in an obscure way, I guess. I was offered to go to US for a one month study abroad program when I was a teenager, but I was told by my parents that I was too young and it wouldn't be safe for a girl to go on this trip. So instead they sent my brother on this trip. It feels like a great way to turn my situation into an opportunity to give back. I never thought I could have gotten this accomplishment and gratitude from an opportunity that I created for others who deserve a chance because of their hard work and achievements. I built so many great relationships uh, with the participants. I'm still in touch with all of them and met, met so many amazing people along the way donors, mentors, volunteers, those who've given me ideas to help grow this project. And the fact that it's still alive after seven years is just a testament. I will never forget the impact that everyone has had on me on this journey. So grateful. And what a wonderful story of just just such inspiration that you know change can happen and opportunities can be given it's a brilliant story and it sets up the next question which is a bit of an extension of it what would you say in your career has been your biggest lesson i've made so many moves in my personal life and career and at the time they seemed pretty frightening whether it was moving to canada from turkey at the age of 16 or moving to new york without knowing anyone there for business school and then making a jump from a large bank to a startup. What I learned through all of these steps is the importance of courage. No matter what the challenge ahead looks like and how fearful you might be, take one step at a time and trust your ability that you'll get through any hurdle. In short, I focus on courage over fear. This doesn't mean that I don't have any fear, I definitely do. It means that I'll move forward despite the fear. So that's what I would say has been the biggest lesson for me. I love that. You'll move forward despite the fear. And I think that is just so usable for anyone listening to this and so inspirational. It takes me on to my last question. This podcast, it's all about driving change in the workplace and driving that change for inclusion and authentic inclusion at that. What would you like to see more of for genuine, authentic workplace inclusion? 
There has been a lot of great work in this space, especially during the pandemic, given that we were challenged with having to work remotely. A lot of us were impacted by that. Some things that I think are still important to focus on and continue building on is focusing on hiring a diverse team with different backgrounds, experiences, and from different generations. So you have a team that brings different life experiences, voices, and skill sets to a company. I think leaders need to ensure that each individual is celebrated and recognized for their contribution in the way that they see fit. The other area that I'd like to see improvements on is um, avoiding tokenism. I'm pretty passionate about this. We see a lot of instances where companies place one woman in a role or a panel comprised of all men. But I think companies need to take, take serious steps to look at their diversity and work on building programs to create equal opportunities for all genders. Lastly, and this is a passion of mine, is focusing on mental health. Pandemic made it apparent that mental health is core part of our overall well-being. I'm a certified life coach outside of my day job, and I really enjoy connecting with our team at Exani and get a sense of their values and wants. And as I discuss this with more individuals in our company, I realize that we're all experiencing some challenges and all have different ways to process and work on them. Having the tools and resources to recognize our behavior patterns and manage them is critical for our overall well-being. And I think companies need to put in place processes and programs for their employees so they feel heard and taken care of. So I think that's what I'd say I'd like to see more of in the future. Yeah, absolutely. And these are things that people can genuinely pick up and implement and they can genuinely ask themselves, are we falling into those traps and what can we be doing that makes it better? So thank you for sharing all your experience, your lessons, your learns, your insights have been truly, truly brilliant on today's Women of Fintech podcast series. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much, Nadia. It was a great pleasure and honor to be a part of this with you. Thank you.